welcome to the Fantasy Island Dynasty Podcast, where we talk about all things fantasy football. My name is Butch Gum, and I'll be your host. Sitting in the co-pilot seat is the man, the myth, the legend, John Lopezanski. We are here to help everyone be better fantasy managers and to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly our league has to offer. Thanks for listening. Let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, that is how it is done. Now I know some of you are uh, some of you are not in our uh, dynasty football league, so you aren't um, you're not really sure what I'm talking about. But let me put it this way: I took down the number one team, the number one team that drives everybody nuts, kind of like the 07 Patriots until they got to the Super Bowl, and the 07 Giants did what they did. And that is what I did to the number one team this week. I started out on Thursday night. I had Corey Davis and I had A.J. Brown, newly acquired A.J. Brown out there to, uh, you know, to hopefully put up some points against Indy and start my week off strong. That didn't happen. They, They both put up terrible games and I was projected to get smoked. So I did what, uh. I did what anyone would do, and I took my biggest flyer, and I put out Marquez, uh, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, to stack with Aaron Rodgers, and I went and he went and got that Super Bowl David Tyree improbable helmet catch for a 24-point play, and I dunked all over Joe, and of course, um, you know, I still... Even with taking down the best team in the league, couldn't be the highest scoring team of the week because I was beat out for that by uh, by point eight points. So it was close, but didn't didn't uh, didn't quite get there. Um. Anyways, uh, now that I got that over with, I am here with uh, with my buddy John. How you doing, John? I'm just glad that's over with. How you guys doing? <laughs> I told you you're gonna have to hear about it. I just wish both teams would have lost. Is there a way that could happen in fantasy? No, there's no way that can happen in fantasy. Because I'm pretty sure even <laughs> if you tie, it's who's ever bench scores more points. Huh, I never knew there was a tiebreaker in this, so you learn something new every day. Yep. But, you know, it was awesome because after, after I started off uh, by putting the beat down on the number one team in the league, um, that put him into a full tilt mode. I mean, you know, because he lost Drew Brees. Now it looks like he lost Teddy Bridgewater. He ain't got a quarterback all of a sudden. Oh, and then he comes out, Mr. Oh, it's two a time, baby. It's two a time. We're all, you know, I'm so excited. I get to put two out there now. And then, and then what was this, you know, sneakily through the grapevine? What was, what, oh, that's right. We received word that he was trying to go get Deshaun Watson mere hours before the trade deadline. Not exactly a uh, ringing endorsement of your new quarterback that you're so excited to put out there. Um, what did uh, what, what did you what did you think about that trade coming through? What what exactly were the details on that? Uh, the trade. 
I thought was, um, I mean, I think Chops could have did at least a little bit better. He was, uh, we all know he was in charge of that trade going forward because, you know, your uh, cousin Joe came crawling to him looking for Deshaun Watson. Details out of the trade, though. All right, so a J.K. Cash received quarterback out of Houston, Deshaun Watson. He also received a 2021 second-round pick, that being Chops' second-round pick. And then he also received a 2022 second-round pick, which originally was screwed up, and Chops mistakenly traded over his first-round pick for next year. But um, that was rectified, and he ended up sending a 2022 second-rounder. Chops received in return Christian Kirk, wide receiver out of Arizona. He got a 2020 first-round pick, which is originally I Am The Coons. And then he also received a 2020 first-round, which is J.K. Cash's first-round pick. So he got two mid-to-late first-round picks. Yes. And Christian Kirk, who has, I mean, he, he's been pretty on fire lately. I think he's got a touchdown in like five straight games. A couple of those games are multi-touchdown weeks. So, um, you know, he's been a little bit of, bit of a surprise with uh, DeAndre Hopkins being on, um, on the same team. And obviously it doesn't matter what coverage Hopkins gets. You know he's still he's still a target uh, a target machine, but Kirk has been a solid uh, security blanket over there for uh, you know QB one uh, Kyler Murray. Um, but I you know I looked at this trade and I you know I told um, Lamb that I would accept I would accept just the two first round picks um, because. You know that's that's probably best case scenario for for a quarterback uh, like Deshaun Watson right now, right before the trade deadline, and he absolutely needs somebody. But hey, he absolutely needs somebody, so go go a little harder, try a little harder, push him to see where he's gonna buckle. And you know he he did he he did a good job negotiating that trade, not not completely making up for the uh, the Camara um, for Debo trade that they uh, completed back in May, um, but definitely, I think. Well, I put it this way: you know, J J K Cash, uh, he went out and he got a good quarterback uh, for the future, um, but you know, and and it was to go all in on the uh, the playoffs this year, obviously, try and get the championship. But Deshaun Watson has a pretty rough fantasy playoff schedule. Um, and, you know, you could tell you could tell he was desperate because, you know, after the trade went through, I went back and looked at um, like three different trade calculators and they all say, um, you know, that Joe overpaid. Now, I know those aren't the end all be all, but, you know, but it, it sure looks like he was going to stop at nothing. Um, to go all in on a on like you know a hail mary prayer to try and win the championship again, um, but it, it it probably ham you know hamstrung him for the future. Um, and but you know on the flip side, he helped bring uh, much needed draft capital and stability to a team uh, who he's been known to try and screw in the past, and it would seem that uh, you know this time around. 
uh, Lamb got the better of him and now has some serious capital to pick up some uh, some good talent in the draft uh, going forward and hopefully making his team not, you know, an absolute joke uh, from here on out. As long as, you know, this is all obviously hinges on, on Lamb putting in the necessary effort and work to uh, to prepare for the rookie draft next year. Um, but overall, I thought I thought Lamb did a good job, and he got. I, I he can actually build a team now, which I was I didn't think he was going to be able to do it. Yeah, no, I think um, definitely moving forward, um, Chance's team uh, with the two first rounders, if he plays his cards right, and who knows, maybe he makes an early trade. Uh, during the off season and pulls in a, uh, another building block or at least another player that could um, make his team a little bit more valuable, even if it's a low end uh, wide receiver or running back, someone that is uh, can put up uh, consistent fantasy numbers uh, definitely makes his team look a lot more favorable going forward. For sure. And, you know, we'll, we'll obviously talk about this more in the off season, but he could even try and, um, you know, take one of those later, one of those first round draft picks that he has, and um, and maybe uh, a first round draft pick from uh, 2022, and see if he can't um, trade that to uh, you know to move up in the first round to get a little bit higher of a pick, um, you know, to just maybe get into like the top five, um, because you know there's some serious talent in the top top five, six in the, uh, the first round of this draft being that this is a, a one quarterback league. Um, it's a little deeper of a draft for super flex, but you know, we don't need to get into that. Um, he also did, um, unload some baggage as well. Uh, last week in another trade, uh, he did, uh, get rid of, uh, Bryce love for a 2022 third round pick from Treebeard. Oh, so nice. he's he's stack he's stacking up at least a couple draft picks going forward. Yeah, I'm I'm actually you know surprised that he got all the way up to a third round pick for uh, you know for Bryce Love being in the the situation he's in in Washington. You know I wouldn't have given more than a than a fifth, maybe maybe a fourth. Um, you know. But yeah, that's, I mean, that was, that was some, a good deal on his part, you know, so hopefully, hopefully he's getting, getting, he's learning a little bit on how to manage this, uh, this dynasty thing. Yeah, I think he's getting that under wraps. There's also one more trade I want to knock on. This is the trade that was the biggest game changer, I think, of, uh, of the week and possibly the season going forward. Uh, you had John Lope trading uh Treebeard. um, Looked like he picked up uh, Duke Johnson, running back out of Houston. Sent uh, a 2021 fourth-round pick and uh, basically just gave away Jimmy G, uh, quarterback out of San Francisco. Uh, I think this was probably the best trade um, of the week, if not of the season. I mean, Duke Johnson, <laughs> running back out of Houston, come on. Yeah. What, what, did, he, what did he do this week? He did absolute shit, bro. Like nothing. If he could put up negative points, it probably would have just been equivalent to what he put out. My whole team could have probably not shown up, and they would have done better than what they did. Period. Yeah, we're oh, we're 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 gonna get there. Um, hey, you know, it's look, funny. Come on, the next week, I'm on the gym. 
I'm already on the gym. Yeah. Well, you know, it, 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 it comes down to the fundamentals. Exactly. The fundamentals. We didn't execute. We did not execute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it's funny, we, you know, we had all sorts of upsets this week. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, the path for teams going forward to get into the playoffs. And, and uh, we, you know, we talked about how there could be this upset. I think that was the week we called for Hulk smash to hopefully upset uh, Joe, which, of course, didn't happen. And there was there was like three or four different upsets that we could have saw happen. And then it would have made, um, you know, it, it, it would have made the, the run for the playoffs a complete like just shit show, just disaster, like all of the chaos, you know. And then uh, it, that didn't happen. It, it, it pretty much went chalk, and, and all the good teams won. The bad teams didn't. And, you know, then we go for another week. Oh, there was an upset here, upset there. And then we get to this week, and this is the week for all the upsets we were looking for. You know, um, it, it was – I mean, I didn't expect any of it. You know, Brandon, he got back in the win column, uh, all but taking himself out of contention for the number one overall pick. Um, by by beating uh, Kuhn, um, who's you know he's had a solid team. Although you know when your two main your two mainstays on your team is uh, Russell Wilson and uh, Delvin Cook, and they have less than a spectacular games uh, respectively. You know his team doesn't have a whole lot else to offer in terms of consistent help and uh, you know point output. Uh, which, you know, it, that could be a detriment for him and his playoff run. And, you know, it, it, he didn't uh, – it doesn't look like he tried to – I mean, we don't know what he attempted to trade for, but <laughs> he did not complete any trades, um, you know, that we were calling for the last few weeks um, running up to the trade deadline to, uh, to prepare – to propel him moving forward. Um, you know, so – and then – you know, then the the biggest shocker, obviously, and I'm going to let you talk about this, but the biggest shocker was, you know, Robert, uh, you know, Mr. Going for the number one pick comes out and he he beats you by double digit points. Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. That James Conner trade might prove to bite you in the ass. Yeah, but it can't hurt moving forward. Uh, the more weapons, at least, going into the championship and going towards the playoffs are only going to help at this point, especially with how banged up my team's been throughout the whole season. So having a few extra guys uh, should only help. And um, James Conner moving forward, his uh, playoff schedule is kind of light. So I think um, I think he should at least draw maybe better numbers moving forward, or at least I hope so. Um yeah, no, this was this was a ahead. tough one to take in. Um, I just had literally the, my whole team. No one put up any kind of points. Um, I think there was maybe one other player I could have ended up starting Jacoby Myers, and um, I don't think if I would have started any other player though, I still think I would have came up short, just short of beating Robert. It just happened to be another week where my team didn't put up um, put up any points, um, but. Um, I mean that that, well, that if, happens. If Jacoby Myers, yeah, if you would have played Jacoby Myers in place of DK, um, you would have come up 
right around uh right around the the you know the same score probably lost by less than a point to but who's gonna who's gonna but, start um, your miles know, over dk um well uh probably nobody but you know we did know that uh that dk was gonna be going up against jalen ramsey and i did say on sunday morning um that that might you know that might be a tougher matchup for him. And then, you know, then obviously you had to start Justin Herbert over uh, Mahomes because he was on bye and Foles is garbage. Um, but, you know, Herbert didn't kill you. But, you know, we did kind of say on Sunday morning also that, you know, this Miami defense is for real. And Herbert, you know, is probably not going to have a blow up game. Oh, we did say that. We did say that this would be the game that he would most likely um, hit a little bit of a wall. We'll see what he could do moving forward, though. I mean, he did get a haircut, and he looks like a child, so uh, it definitely did fuck him up mentally. He looks like he's he's about four years old. Um, (laughs) But, you know, then then this week, you've got um, you've got the the Chargers taking on the New York Jets. So, like, this is going to be another another big week for Herbert. Now, I mean, I'm not saying start him over uh, Mahomes taking on Las Vegas, but Las Vegas did hand the Chiefs their only loss of the season this year, and they are playing in Las Vegas this time. Uh, the Chiefs so. still did put up a uh, pretty high It was a high offensive affair that game. So um, it, I'm yeah. looking forward to it being the same thing. But uh, what did, uh, I mean, he did put up 33 points against Vegas last time. Now, I want to um, jump over to, I think, um, a big matchup that happened between uh, Luke, uh, Luke Roy and Kodiak. I think that had a big fallout um, for Kodiak moving forward in the playoff race. He opened the door wide open to Treebeard. And what, what has Treebeard been saying? He's been saying he's he's still going to make a run for the playoffs. And uh, I think his uh, door just opened just slightly bit more. How do you think uh, How do you think that's playing out for him? Well, well, let's look at it this week. We got Treebeard is playing me. Um, I'm projected to win. Obviously, projections don't mean anything, but um, you know, I did say I was not going to lose another game for the rest of the regular season. So there's that. Um, and then Kodiak is, he's playing against, uh, Brando. So, um, you know, that looks like a pretty, it, it, look, the tree beard versus me game could be very close. I think Kodiak is going to smoke Brandon, um, this week. So, you know, he's still, He's still, you know, so then if if Treebeard loses and Kodiak wins, then he's a game back again. But even if, let's say they find a way to remain tied and they both win or they both lose. Well, Kodiak is still outscoring um, Treebeard by almost 100 points, almost 100 points. So he's got to he's got to come over 100 point, overcome a 100 point deficit to uh or has to beat him outright, you know, schedule wise. And, you know, week, uh, week 12, um, now, you know, Treebeard is playing, uh, Joe and that game is projected to not even be close. 
So, you know, Treebeard, Kodiak has, has favorable matchups the rest of the way. Treebeard has, he'd have to pull some upsets. Um, and if they tie record-wise, I just don't, I don't see it. So you think if um, Treeboard, uh, Treebeard loses one more game, that's it? Yeah, although, you know, they could both overtake uh, take I'm the Coon. If I'm the Coon's team keeps struggling with, you know, Russ playing, you know, Russell Wilson having all these turnovers, and, you know, Delvin Cook's got some some rough matchups, uh, you know, coming up, not, not this week or next, in a few weeks. The Minnesota Vikings are going to have a hard, some hard teams to go up against. Um, if 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 Treebeard can find a way to keep winning, and Kodiak keeps winning, and Coon starts uh, starts dropping off, they could both overtake him and 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 you know drop him out of the the hunt because he's just got those two big pieces, and if they don't blow up, he's kind of uh, he's kind of you know he's kind of screwed. So. But he should have Kenny Galladay coming back, so you know then you know he does have, you know he does have some juice. Uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see the way it plays out, though. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, no, it's I definitely... wouldn't say any of them are completely out of it. I just think that the chances for Treebeard are slim, very slim. But hey. You know, hey, anything can happen well, at any given week. Anything can happen, right? Um, you know. So, what, but, what, what yeah. game was the next most surprising one for you? Think I'll let you choose the next one. I wanted to get that one up because I thought that one was a pretty exciting matchup. Um, I don't. Well, I, I was surprised by Treebeard being the highest scoring team on the week, but it you know it helps when. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray does what Kyler Murray does, and then DeAndre Swift finally has a good week, and Ronald Jones busts off a 98-yard touchdown run that helps things get in the <laughs> uh, you know get, get in the right the right uh, category. You know, but he's you know he's got a solid team. Um, it's just they're they're very inconsistent. You know. Ronald Jones just had a huge week. Ronald Jones could come out and uh, could come out this week against the Rams' really good run defense. Um, he could fumble on the first play, and then you know Bruce Arians could take him out the rest of the game. He's been known to do that. Um, so, but I thought it was surprising that he got you know highest scoring team. I, obviously, that was a little fluky, but I'm not you know I'm not casting any shade or anything. You sound um, a little think, salty. You do sound a little salty. I, well, you know, hey, I, I I want that extra money, but it is what it is. But I, you know, I was honestly, look, as much as I believed, like I got, I, I, you know, I kept saying all week, I like my chances, I like my chances, I like my chances against against the uh, J.K. Cash. I mean, it was it was a dire situation going in, you know, going in on Sunday morning after what happened on Thursday night. I was like, man, I don't know how it's going to happen. I think it could happen. Um, but then you started seeing like oh, all of a sudden. So he decided not to play uh, Jonathan Taylor. Not the end of the world. Jonathan Taylor only put up four points. Um you know, on Thursday night, 
but he put in Chris Carson. Well, then Chris Carson didn't play. So then he put in Leonard Fournette. Well, I already talked about how awesome of a game Ronald Jones had. So Leonard Fournette didn't do anything. And um, and then I, I was I was still projected to lose, projected to lose, projected to lose. And then all of a sudden, uh, MVS, I put him in as a flyer. This is my, like, I need you to do something, anything. Uh, you know, he's the big, big play potential. And then he hits a 78-yard touchdown which was, you know, stacked with Aaron Rodgers. That was a 24, over a 24-point play. Um, you know, it got me 10 points, just over 10 points for Rodgers, and got me just over 14 points for MVS on one play. And then that that was when all of a sudden, you know, I took over the winning percentage uh, projection. And, you know, then Josh Jacobs came, and then he started ch- chipping away at my, my lead. And then Josh Jacobs came in in the three o'clock or the three thirty window, the afternoon window, and he did what he did, you know, putting up two touchdowns, 112 yards, 136 total yards. You know, Godwin had a good game, and I even withstood the Jared Cook goose egg and the AJ Brown, uh, you know, AJ Brown rough game, you know, coming off the trade. So. Um, I mean, I, I, I would say between my win and your loss, those are the two biggest surprises of the week. Um, you know, as, as confident as I was, I just didn't see it coming. Um, but this is now, I think, in all the years we've played, I have only lost to Joe one time <laughs> total. He's been projected to beat me every time. Uh, last year, actually, I was I, I played him er, really early on, maybe even week one. And um, at the start of the week, it said I had a 1% chance to win before the games ever started. And I beat him by like 40 points. Do you think and to that... add insult to injury? I played him this week in our dynasty and I played him this week in our Superflex dynasty. And in both instances, I came out way on top. Do you think that angers him at all more than it would be oh, I, with losing to anyone else? Um, I do. I, I think, <laughs> I think, I think it especially drives him insane when it has to be me, you know, one, because I talk the most shit for sure. Um, but two, because, you know, we are family and we do get on each other, you know, we, we do harp on each other the most. Um, and I think, I think it gets to him a little bit and he, I'm sure he takes extra special, you know, notice when he's, when he's hopefully going to beat me. But the fact that, you know, he's always been projected to win and I have come out, you know, like f- five out of six times or whatever the, whatever the, you know, the stat is, I think, I think that probably, you know, I, I think I own real estate inside his head by now. <laughs> yeah, but project, projections don't mean too much. I mean, look, look at me last week, anything could happen. I mean, fantasy players may put up points, they might not put up points, they could get shut out, and you could have favorable matchups where players don't do shit. So it's uh, sometimes, hey, uh, it's breaking all Breaking news. Breaking news, Russell Wilson just passed a 25-yard touchdown to DK Metcalf. Oh, that happened so, like uh, 10 minutes ago. 
five minutes oh, well, ago. My phone just told me. Your phone's five phone minutes late. Me. I, but I, I'm hiding down in the basement. Why didn't you cheer? That's your guy. You're going right now. Oh, because I'm not. Um, I don't like to brag a lot. I just, you know, roll with the punches, and I'm already on to next week. So. Well, you have to be when you have a when you have a loss like that. See me, I'm, I'm gonna revel in the little bit in the fact that uh, that I put the put the smackdown on my uh, on my cousin. But you, you know, we can. You do realize that he's probably gonna turn his podcast off like once you start talking about it. He, he's gonna literally start the podcast up, hear you talking, and he's probably gonna close the app. I know he won't. He's not that much of a sore loser. <laughs> but um, we have uh, we have had an interesting shakeup in the uh, in the um, in the projections for um, you know the playoffs. So before it had um, where obviously J.K. Cash had first round by. And you have the first round by that stayed the same, but in the um, in the 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 round two bracket, um, it was going to be me and um, I'm the coon battling out to play against J.K. Cash in round two, um, and it was going to be I don't remember what the other one was. But now um, it has changed to um, I'm the Coon versus Lucroy taking each other on in round one to see who's going to play Joe in round two. And um, in, in our bracket, it is going to be me versus Kodiak, uh, well, as of right now, um, battling out to see who's going to play you in round two. So before... The only chance for us to play in the playoffs was the championship game. Um, now, if if I play my cards right, it will be me versus you in round two. Um, so we'll have to we'll have to keep monitoring every week to see see how the bracket uh, flips up. I'm not sure why it did that, um, but. Oh, well, it's definitely uh, seated. Well, probably, it's definitely oh, seated. Oh, I know why. It's seated different. It's seated different because I tied Coon's record, and I have more points scored than him, yes. so I overtook him for the, I guess, the three seed or third overall. Yeah, we're gonna pay more attention um, to the bracket maybe moving forward and uh, making notes on um, who's flip flopping who and where everybody's going because I think we could say that. Uh, the the playoffs are definitely coming more into um, good standing with knowing who's going where at this point. Yeah, well, we have uh, let's see, it's week eleven, and then we've got two after we've got three weeks, including this week, um, until the first round of the playoffs in week fourteen. So we've got three more games to uh, solidify this, and we'll have to see if it uh, if it shakes up at all. So it'll be it'll definitely be interesting. Um, I'm excited. Another notable mention is uh, it seems like we got uh, another player paying more or paying more attention to the league. Uh, welcome back to uh, Fantasy Island, uh, there, Kodiak. I don't think we've seen you comment this much uh, ever. 
Yeah, what has he got now? A total of like, uh, you know, seven seven <laughs> messages. Let's let's take a look here. Let's go down to Kodiak. Oh, he's got he's got a grand total of ten messages. Hey, he's more than Still double. Still up the rear, but he's you know he's getting there. Yeah, that <laughs> is more than double. That's for sure. Um, but uh, you know. He's still not in the territory of like uh, you know Jim, who's got eighteen messages, so he's gonna have to work his way on up. He's got to gotta uh, pump to them numbers up. Him. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, it'll it'll be interesting moving forward to see what happens and uh, to see where where this all shakes out. And I'm I'm just excited for the playoffs to get here. And I really, I just hope that these players stop getting hurt because it's, it's getting, been a rough year. It's getting ridiculous, you know, but I oh will. All right. Who we, uh, who else we got here? I mean, I think we hit all the nails on the head with um, the top teams. I think we just got a lot of guys that are winning and losing for no reason now. Yeah, for sure. Um, you got, so moving forward, just to see if we can, maybe maybe we can see if we can make a prediction on how this playoff bracket is uh, is gonna somewhat shake out. So we have, um, so I'm in the three spot. Kuhn would be in the in the fourth. Uh, I think Lucroy. Let's see, Lucroy is. Uh, <clears throat> Luke uh, Kodiak is fifth, and Lucroy is sixth in the overall seeds. If you just look at you know points scored, because myself, Lucroy, uh, well actually Kodiak would be sixth because of record. Um, so yeah, that, that's why you're playing. Co- that's why you're playing Kodiak. Yeah, right. Exactly. So that would be the three versus six. Um, but going forward, so we got this week. Kodiak is projected to uh, to beat Brandon. Treebeard is projected to lose to me. Um, Coon is projected to lose to Lucroy. So that would keep that would put him at six and five. That would put uh, Lucroy at seven and four. Um, so it would just. Then you know, then then it'll flip again. If if Kodiak wins and Kuhn loses, then they will have the same record. And uh, Kodiak currently has more points scored than uh, than I'm the Kuhn. So if that holds up, then it's all going to completely flip again. Um, <laughs> so it's I mean, this is going to be impossible to to figure out. We're just going to have to we're just going to have to wait until the end of week 13 and see where the dust settles. Yeah, I think I'm good with that too, because uh, everything you just said was very, very confusing. For sure, I mean, I'm, <laughs> you were throwing a lot of numbers out be- there. Right, it, it's confusing because I mean, if this person loses, if this person wins, and this person loses, they can flip from the six to the three, or the you know, the six to the four, you know, in one shot. So, um, you know, and then if you if you have another mishap. Sir, um, this the thing is just going to flip out of control even more. It's not going to happen. Okay. I hope you're right for your sake. I mean, for me, I, I appreciate the first round bye um, because it, uh, 
you know, then I don't have to worry about it. Then I only have to win two games to get that belt on my wall. Uh, yeah. No, uh, I don't I don't plan on hopefully losing again. Hopefully my team could just stay a little healthier. I should get a few guys back here in the coming weeks. And um, definitely have some depth to choose from going forward. It's kind of hard when you really don't have that many players on depth to uh, swap out whoever got the lighter schedule moving forward or the better matchup because uh, yeah. I don't have a lot of players that are healthy. You know, I was going to say, though, like, you know, hey, at least you have an easy schedule moving forward. But, you know, I thought that this week and and, and Robert, uh, you know, spanked you. So, yeah, it, it shit happens, man. You lose you lose a quarterback, you lose, you know, if something happens to Derrick Henry, you know, all of a sudden, not that I'm calling for any of that. Obviously, I want everybody to stay healthy and I want uh I, you know, I want healthy team. May the best team win because if you win because the other team got injuries, like, yeah, it's, you know, it doesn't mean quite as much. Um, winning is winning. But winning is winning. But if both, you know, hey, winning is everything. I'm just glad that I could uh, that I could withstand as many as many weeks as I did this year by losing Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know. He's kind of he's the focal point of my team, obviously, the last few seasons, and I finally found a way to win some games without him. So that's been nice to see. I wish I could say the same. Is there any uh, is there any dark horse? Do do you think? All right, well, I mean, the only team that really has a chance, I think, at uh, at taking a spot is Treebeard. Um, he's the only one with the record to do it. Um, do you do you think we're gonna have a dark horse? Do you think Treebeard's gonna find his way into the playoffs? Oh man, um, that's tough. I mean, he I know he's not gonna start purposely. Uh, you know, maybe misplacing players that are not doing as well into his team. So uh, he's definitely still in it for the long run. I mean, it depends. He made uh that big trade. What was it? Um two weeks ago or a week ago for uh, Joe Mixon. And yeah, but Mixon's been hurt. And he's been hurt, and he's questionable again. He's still been, he's still absent from practice, which, uh, I mean, questions. Is he is his injury – was his injury that bad? Because it's been, what, like two weeks now that he's been out? Why not just put him on the IR if they planned on um, trying to rest him? Or are they trying to rush him I back think, at this point? I, they thought originally that his, his injury was going to be less than uh, – you know, less than three weeks, so they could avoid the IR, and then it has it has not worked out that way. So, um, you know, it's uh, it, this is the way it goes sometimes. The same thing with Chris Carson. That's why the you know the uh, the uh, the Seahawks didn't put him on IR because they thought he was going to be back. I mean, when he first got hurt, they said, "Oh man, all of a sudden he's got a chance to play next week." And at first, it was like, "Hey, he's not playing for a few weeks," and then they're like, "Oh, we think he might go." And then you know he didn't, and now it's been the same the same thing every week. Nobody knows that better than uh, than Joe, obviously, because he's the one with them on his team. But uh, you know, it's the same situation for both of those players. Um, I think they planned on having him back, and it just hasn't hasn't worked out yet. Um, and you know we'll see. He still he didn't practice Wednesday. Uh, Mixon, I'm talking about, didn't practice Wednesday. He did not practice today. 
if he doesn't go tomorrow, I mean, he he ain't playing. Yeah, that's a wrap at that point. Um, I mean, maybe maybe they say he can go all week without practicing, but I don't think he's really proven to be that you know that player yet. Um, but we'll, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think if um, a tree loses this week, and as you mentioned earlier, his schedule looks pretty tough moving forward. I think um, he might as well put a nail in the coffin at that point if he uh, can't get forward this week against you. But who knows? I mean, maybe there's another upset brewing in the works. Yeah, I mean, there could be an upset. You know, Jim Jim could could beat you. Um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Why are we turning that so quickly? Because I'm, I'm not willing to even, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not willing to entertain the idea of, uh, of Treebeard, uh, beating me, but Hey, you know, things it's going good so far. The, the first quarter of the, uh, Arizona Seattle game is, uh, you know, it's, 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 there's only four minutes left or so. And, uh, Kyler Murray has four yards. So, Hey, there you so, go. Uh, you got that going you know, for you. I got that going for me, although he could flip that on ahead real quick, throw a couple of Hail Marys and dude, did you see did you see that tweet from Kyler Murray after the game where he was like, Shit, Hopkins is down there somewhere. <laughs> uh, I I also seen the meme that was created where um Hopkins was wearing um the infinity gauntlet and he basically just snapped those three defenders out of existence by catching that ball. <laughs> I gotta say that was it's a pretty uh, crazy catch. I mean, I think if any wide receiver has hands to catch the ball and bring it down, uh, they could. But, like, to go up against three other wide receivers and pull that down is just simply amazing. It had me reminiscing on um, uh, Aaron Rodgers' Hail Mary in Arizona to um, – the hell was the guy's Jeff name? Janice. Jeff Janis. That, was, uh, that wasn't around three defenders, though. But, I mean, it was uh, – no, nope, it was similar. That was field. a one-on. That was a one-on-one. Patrick still, Peterson. Patrick Peterson got beat on that touchdown uh, by a second-string wide receiver who's not even on a team right now. Yeah, he, he actually he owns a tire shop in uh, in Ohio, I think. No shit. Um, but yeah. Um, anyways, he. Uh, you know, I, it was funny watching that game. Um, you know, I obviously, you know, we made our picks. And um, I picked the Bills the cover because I just, uh, you know, how, how up and down Arizona is. I just, I wasn't a believer. Like, I just don't, they're not consistent enough for me to believe. But, hey, well, you know. And so I picked the Bills. Um, and then they come out and it was like, they, they started winning. You know, Josh Allen caught a touchdown. Like, everything was going good. And then everything, everything started going really bad for Buffalo. But then at the end they came through and I'm watching and like third, it was, I think it was 38 seconds left when Diggs caught that touchdown. And I'm, and you they looked at, they showed Kyler Murray on the bench. Like he was just like, Oh man, it's over. Like, you know, he just looked, he looked defeated. Like, yeah, yeah. Like there's no way. And I just thought, you know, I thought this is it. They're going to chuck it a couple times. But they're just gonna put you know eleven bodies at the goal line, and 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 there's no way, you know, with this much time that they that they're gonna go down and score a touchdown. 
And when he caught that touchdown, you could like if you ask Sarah, I literally I sat there and my jaw was on the floor. I didn't move or make a sound or even breathe for like three minutes. I was just like, "What just what the what just happened?" And then I was upset because I was gonna lose out on I was gonna lose out on that pick for covering. But then Arizona kneeled it, so they only won by two, and then the Bills <laughs> two and a half, and I was like, "Woo!" Yeah, no, I mean, dude, that was an amazing catch all around uh, and a good throw. I mean, he put the ball exactly where it needed to be. Um, but to go up on three other players, um, three defenders, and come down with that ball, it's uh, nothing short of amazing. I mean, it's still – it is still not, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers throwing the football, like, through the – through into outer space at, uh, at, at in Detroit for that Richard Rodgers Hail Mary back in, uh, I think it was 2015. It doesn't yeah. – it, it doesn't compare to that one. But no, definitely it's, not. Uh, that was a damn good – that was an amazing play. That's for sure – if that doesn't win play of the year, I mean, we are in for something spectacular moving forward then. Uh, that would uh, I'm very excited about it. So hopefully something uh something will at least be able to contend against that for play of the year. Yeah. But um I think uh you know, I, I think we we could probably we could probably send it, send this one off into the sunset um and uh you know, everybody, you know, good luck this week. Um, not making this final push. Um, Lamb, if we can send some positive, positive thoughts your way to uh, find a way to upset uh, J.K. Cash. Current projections have it uh, 134.81 to uh, 46.71. So you got to come over like a 90, 88 point deficit or something. But, you know, if anybody can uh, surprise us, it's you, buddy. Um, But uh, in all seriousness, good luck, everybody. And uh, we will talk to you on Sunday morning. Yeah, I enjoyed this so much. I think we'll do it definitely again on Sunday. For sure. Right, <laughs> hey, uh, you know night. what? Uh, real quick, too. Um, Sunday, on top of doing our picks, I think we should add in a little bit of talk on uh, fu- uh, team futures for the week, at least our picks also for our fantasy league. Yeah, yeah, we could. We could, uh, we could add that in there. Elaborate a little bit more. All right, buddy. It's always a pleasure. All right. Have a good night. Hey, you too. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy the show, we ask that you leave a review and tell someone about it. For more from us throughout the week, check us out on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Island or on Patriot.com slash Fantasy Island Dynasty, where you can leave us a buck a month if you so choose. You know, maybe every episode you hear, you will think is better than the last one. Maybe you'd like to have some impact and really help an independent podcast get off its baby deer legs and become something great. And if that's the case, maybe you could decide to skip a coffee or maybe a soda and toss us three bucks, maybe five bucks a month. And we hope you will join us on this journey. 
This is the Fantasy Island Dynasty Podcast, and we are out of time.